Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, amazing educators. I hope you had an amazing week. I hope you had a restful week. If you're listening to this uh, when it first drops, hopefully all of us now are on some kind of winter break. And for some of us, uh, we're heading into the end of that time. So I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you've had some rest and relaxation. So last week, we talked about how to do your year in review, really looking at how you assess where you're at with your goals at the end of the year, and looking at what you've accomplished, what you might still want to work towards, uh, and doing that without judgment. So this week, I want to talk about the next step. So here we are, we've assessed, we've reflected, we have ourselves some data and information on how we've done so far. And so we'll want to look at this year, what do we want to accomplish this year? What do we want our next goals to be? And a piece of goal setting that I want to talk about today is really setting realistic goals. Uh, because often we set goals that are a little bit unrealistic, that um, sometimes are those big, uh, audacious goals that really require us to chunk out and put into more realistic steps. And so I want to talk about how we do that. And really setting realistic goals, it really has us looking at a strategic approach to make sure that the goals that we're setting are achievable and that they're meaningful. And so let's talk about the steps we could take to do that. So the first step is what we talked about last week, right? It's assessing our current situation. So really taking stock of where we're at in the moment with the uh, goals that we've set already, or maybe the goals we've been contemplating, but also looking at where we are in life. <laughs> so thinking about capacity, capacity is a big one. So when we're thinking about what we have capacity to take on, we want to look at what are we doing in our career right now? What's the state of our health right now? Where are we in our relationships? Where are we in our mindset around professional development? So where in our kind of our journey of professional development are we, right? Not professional development. So I'm so used to saying that. Personal development is really what I meant there. Where are we in our personal development? What stage? And so this, again, that, that self-assessment piece is really going to provide us a clear starting point for setting realistic goals. So whether you had set goals last year that you're at a point of and you've done your assessment and you say, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's what the next step is that I want to be. Okay. So then we want to be specific and clear. So we want to clearly define like really what is the goal we want to achieve? Because vague goals can be super difficult to measure and attain. 
So a, a vague goal would be something like, oh, this year I just want to get fit. Or this year I want to feel better about um, how I'm looking or how I'm feeling. Those are very vague. I mean, yeah, they're, they're important. They're, they're a place to start. But then we have to drill down a little more. What do we really mean by that? So if I want to get more fit, what does that mean? Does that mean a percentage of body fat? Does that mean an ability to do certain things? Uh, you know, if I want to be fit in your mind, does fit mean I can now go out and run a few miles? Does fit mean that I actually can play uh, pickleball or tennis or uh, some kind of sport without getting injured? Uh, does it mean uh, my, my physicality? Does it mean like when I go to the labs that my labs look good when I, you know, get a blood draw and I look at all my, uh, my physical health? What, what does getting fit mean? So really talking about what are those markers, okay? So I want to lower my cholesterol or I want to lower my blood pressure. We want something super, super specific. Uh, so... You could say if you want to, instead of getting fit, maybe you want to say, I want to lose 10 pounds in three months by exercising regularly and eating healthier meals. Okay, so now that's something that we can aim for, right? We have some markers there. We have some abilities to do different things and, and very specific things. So then uh, we want to set some measurable objectives. So again, as educators, many of us are familiar with things such as SMART goals. Uh, and some, for some people, that uh, has kind of a connotation of things that, that we don't necessarily want to think about. It might, you know, give us a little bit of a trauma response or something. I don't want it to do that. I, I just, it doesn't have to be a SMART goal. But the idea of a SMART goal is a good idea. Like, we want it to be specific, right? We want it to be clear. We want to know exactly what we're talking about, what we're aiming for, and how we're going to get there, and in what time frame we're going to get there. It has to just be quantifiable, right? We want to have metrics or criteria to track our progress. So when you're saying something like, I want to lose 10 pounds in three months, well, now that's quantifiable. Now I can divide 10 pounds into eight weeks and I could say, okay, so that means this many pounds of this many weeks. And then I could say, okay, so then how am I realistically going to get there? And it, so when we're thinking about measurable, that's what we're talking about. We're being specific and clear. So our goal isn't vague. We're, it's going to be measurable. We, you know, we're going to say, I want to be able to uh, read two books per month. <laughs> Again, that's also quantifiable, right? So if I want to get better... Uh, at taking time to read books and read so many books, I'm going to say how many books I want to read in what measurable amount of time. Then our next step, our next step is a big one, ensure they're achievable, right? So you have to consider your resources, you have to consider your capabilities, you have to consider your time constraints, and really reflect on those things. Because sometimes even in that, we're like, oh, you know, I can still do that. Uh, two books per month is no big deal. Uh, but then you start thinking about, well, how much time do I really have to read? Well, I, you know, I'm going to work, I come home, I have family commitments, uh, I have these evening events, 
Uh, my weekends are booked doing this. Okay, so two books per month? Is that realistic? Maybe it's two books every three or four months. You know, maybe it's a half a book a month. Just make sure that you're able to set your goals that are within your reach and really align to your current situation. So it's great to challenge yourself. I'm not saying don't challenge yourself, but make sure that, that it's attainable because unattainable goals lead to frustration. They lead to us feeling really... Um, demotivated. <laughs> we have demotivation to do these things because they just become too big. Uh, so we want to make sure they're digestible. Make a goal. Remember those 1% changes make a difference in the long run, in the long run. That that snowball effect, right? That snowball effect that every 1% change is leading to something. So make sure that you're that you're achievable. And those of us that are perfectionists, that's where we tend to run into pro problems, what we think is achievable. So then the next thing we have to think about is, okay, so it, what's the relevance of this? Why is this important? And does it align to who I really want to be? Don't set goals because other people think you should do things. You know, weight loss is a big one for this. You know, we have people that have parents or friends or whatever that say, hey, you know, you should lose a couple weight, a couple pounds, you'd feel better. And and I'm not ready to, to do that. Don't set goals because other people want you to set them. How do they really align with our values, with your own values, with your priorities, with your long-term objectives? So really ask yourself, is achieving this goal going to contribute to my overall well-being and happiness and why? That's a great question to ask yourself when you're setting a goal. Why will this doing this help me feel better and be happier in my life? And be careful that those things aren't things you actually could choose to have right now. Right? So yes, for me, losing weight was important because of my physical health, because I wanted to be more mobile, I wanted to live longer. So I had some things that really aligned with my values and priorities and long-term objectives. I didn't do it because other people thought I had to. I really aligned it to how I wanted to feel about myself. But I didn't say, well, if I lose 50 pounds, I'll just be happier. Because actually, I could choose to be happy right now. So do you see how that's different? Just saying I want to lose weight because I know I'll be happier versus I want to lose weight because I can impact um, some of my physical health. I can be more mobile. I know that this will lead to longevity in my life. Those reasons are very different. Those reasons are very different. So make sure that you have that relevance and that alignment when you're setting your goals. Okay. So the next one, I want us to break down a little bit, and that's around time-bound objectives. So setting a timeline, so setting deadlines or timeframes for your goals. So this can create a sense of urgency and help you stay focused. But here's where I want you to just uh, pause for a quick moment. And the reason I really want you to pause is because often we can, again, overestimate the amount of time it takes 
or underestimate the amount of time that it takes to achieve goals. And we also don't want to tie this with a finish line. Like, like I have to be um, this by this date or I failed. All right, remember, time goes on no matter what we do with it. We get to choose what we do with it. So yes, it's good to have a timeline because again, you want a target to shoot for. But just make sure that you don't make that target the end-all be-all and you failed if you don't get there. Because again, we want to keep looking for those, those things to, to celebrate, those little markers of success along the way. But breaking down our goals into smaller manageable tasks with specific deadlines can make that overall goal less overwhelming, right? When we talk about those big audacious goals, right? And that's that staircase up to that goal. That's what I'm talking about is those little stair steps. What are my timelines for those little stair steps? And make it reasonable, make it realistic. That's how we make our goals realistic when we really look at the time and the amount of capacity we have and making sure they're achievable and that they tie and align with what our long-term objectives are. So then we have our little chunks of uh, success towards our goals. Now we're going to plan how we're going to get there. So what's our plan of action and how will we get there? Outlining those steps that we need to achieve our goals. Now I'm going to pause right there because um, I just had a thought go through my mind and I want to make sure that you're not having the same thought go through your mind of, wow, that's a lot of stuff to do and think about. And maybe that's more than I'm willing to do. And I just had that thought go through my mind. And then as that thought went through my mind, I'm like, well, wait a minute, Katie, that's what you do all the time. It doesn't take as much time as you think it does to do these things. So just, you know, uh, just think about that for a minute. Yes, I'm breaking down every step, but every step doesn't take 20 minutes, right? So it, it's just all of these things, as a matter of fact, really kind of combine together as you're working towards setting your goals. So I just want to, if you had the same thought I had a second ago, I was like, whoa, but no, these are the things that I do. I did sit down and I broke down everything that I do, everything that I consider uh, to talk to you about today. And then my own brain was trying to say, whoa, that's too much. Isn't it fascinating how the brain works? Even when, you're, when it's your own brain and you're actually doing these things already. So anyway, so planning our steps really is now we're going to break that down into the smaller tasks. We're going to create a timeline. We're going to stay flexible and adaptable because life is unpredictable, right? Life's unpredictable. Circumstances can change. We have to be open to adjusting our goals if needed. There is nothing wrong. Remember, there's no right way to do this. As long as we are staying in that mindset of, you know, this is what we want to do. This is what we can do. Adaptability is fine. Matter of fact, it's crucial in maintaining realistic goals because it helps you keep your goals and have them remain relevant to your evolving situation. Things come up in our lives. That is a fact of life. Things are going to come up last minute and maybe derail what I had planned on doing today. I can't make that mean that suddenly all my plan is, is out the window. 
right? What's my next best step? So making sure as we get into our steps that we're staying super flexible and very adaptable. You know, that doesn't mean being wishy-washy with them. You know, we have some decisions to make and we'll talk in a few weeks about the gift of decision because I think that is a huge piece um, as we're setting and maintaining our goals. But we also have to be realistic. Like I'm not going to um, go to an evening meeting that I have to attend that I don't get home until nine o'clock and then think, oh, well, I was going to work out tonight, so now I should work out. No, for me, my sleep's more important than that. So, you know, again, just being um, adaptable. And then regularly reviewing and adjusting. So I, I tell you all the time that I assess daily. And that's continuously monitoring my progress. And that helps me regularly review my goals. It allows me to track. It allows me to see where I'm making some um, progress. It, see, it helps me see where I have some things that I need to work on and break down some barriers around. But it also helps me celebrate my achievements. Right? I can celebrate achievements. I can make adjustments. The only way that can happen is if I'm regularly reviewing and adjusting my plan without judgment, right? Again, just like last week, without judgment, giving myself some grace. And then another piece that has been really for me something that I have found so much joy in is seeking support and accountability. I actually have an accountability group and we have been together, oh my gosh, I'm thinking going on four years now we've been together. An amazing group of women. Uh, and we text every day. And believe it or not, these are people that um, only one of them lives in the same state I do, and not close to me. <laughs> but the other two live in completely different states in the Midwest. So it doesn't even have to be somebody I know locally. There are ways through groups and, and such that you can connect with like-minded people who that you can find commonality in your goals and hold each other accountable. It is a total gift when you find a really great accountability group because that, that is a group who is not going to listen to your BS. Right? They don't believe your BS and they'll call you out on it. And that's really uh, what you're looking for in accountability group. Not somebody who's going to judge you. These women do not judge me. I never feel judged. But they're also not going to let me get away with some of the thinking that I have that's faulty and getting in the way of my goals. So an accountability, a support group, whatever that might be, all of that can be so helpful in your journey forward as you're moving towards your goals. Um, yeah, so I, I think as we're thinking about setting goals, if we follow these steps, we can help set those realis realistic goals uh, that are attainable and meaningful and that they're also doing it this way, it's going to lead to being more successful and being really personally fulfilled because we're going to be able to hit those markers and move forward and, and have some mistakes and go backwards a little and then keep going forward because that's the other thing I'm going to tell you. It's not a straight linear line from beginning to goal. It is literally up and back and up and back and up and back, but you see an upward trend towards reaching that goal. Okay. 
that's really what I wanted to share with you today. You know, many of us are looking at um, New Year, New Year's Day coming up. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be, be you know, right a few days before or right after New Year's. Uh, but any time is a good time to be setting goals. So I think this information is relevant and timely no matter when you listen to it. So I wish all of you happy planning, happy goal setting. Uh, I'm getting ready to set my goals for the year. Uh, and I'll, you know, I'm, I'm use, I use this exact uh, template, if you will, for how I set my goals as well and how I assess every day. So set great goals, give yourself some grace, make them super realistic, and we'll continue to talk about goals and mindset and all of the things that we can do to achieve what we want in our lives as this new year progresses. Have an amazing, amazing week. I wish you all happiness and joy. Take care. Hey, if you want to learn to work with me, visit me on my website at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com or feel free to email me anytime. Katie, that's K-A-T-I-E, at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com.